Welcome to Other People's Lives. I'm your host, Joe Sanagato. I'm your host, Greg Dybeck. And today we got an email titled Submissive Rope Whore and the BDSM Community. Rope Whore. Yeah, here's a pro networking tip for everyone out there. If there's someone that you want to email to get their attention, just rope put whore. Rope Whore in the subject line. Just put it line. in there. Yeah. Even if it has <laughs> nothing to do with it, someone's going to read that. They'll open it. Yeah. So, yeah. Try that next time you're trying to get a job. <laughs> so Ropar looking for a position. This email reads, I'm sure you're bombarded with messages about this community, but I can tell you what it's like from my perspective. Dominant submissive, master slave, daddy or mommy slash little, top bottom, owner pet, so on and so forth. Wow. I didn't realize how many like... It's a lot of terms. Yeah, how many categories there are. This one is... Ropor is a brand new one. Let me just point that out, by the way. I've never heard this term until this email. Yeah, no, me neither. It sounds self-explanatory, but yeah, who knows? She loves rope, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Well, I think this one seems sort of vague, but there's been some episodes in the past where we've brushed on BDSM mm. or... Or very a, a specific. A guest has said something. Yeah, and I feel like we've tried to say our perspective and we like get shut down or they're like, that's not exactly how it is. Right. So I think I think we just all need an education today in to BDSM and what it really means. Like across the board too. She seems very, you know, she just listed all of the subcategories. So I'm sure she's uh, well-versed in the world of BDSM. Well, we're going to find out. Yeah, so let's give her a call and uh, find out what's going on here. Hello. Hey, Hello. how's it going? <laughs> good. How you guys doing? We're good. doing good. Awesome. Uh, so I have a question because I mean I've heard of like some BDSM stuff before, uh, but I've never heard the term rope whore. So you can you just explain <laughs> what that means, please? Okay, so it's pretty much basically it's a person, man or woman, who just loves being tied up in rope. And that, and there's just many different types of ropes. Um, it's called, technically, it's called shibari, which is a Japanese word for um, rope. So it's just pretty much people who love being tied up in rope. I mean, really love being tied up. What do you mean by like really love it? Like they can't orgasm without um, it? Um, Pretty much. It's just it, they love being tied up in it. They love the feeling of it. They love they love the rough the roughness of the rope, depending on what kind of rope they're actually being used, being tied up in. They love the marks that's being left over, or depending on what kind of rope it is, they even like the leftover smell. Like with me, I love the marks that were on my that would be on my wrist, and I love the smell of the jute rope that we use. And I just love the smell. I love being in the rope, I like being tightly bound. I even like being suspended. I love all of that suspended so where yes. where do you usually get suspended from um usually a hard point so um the rigger which is the person who does all the rope tying and stuff like that um they would use our a hard point which is like you know a very tight beam or um like or just pretty much like a i wouldn't call it a stand but it's just something where you can tie the ring where you would start tying the uh, ropes around that's usually the basic of it, but then I've known people who even use those really cool um, luggage carriers at hotels. 
I even know somebody who tied someone to that, and it looked awesome. We're off to a quick start Hot here. Hot start here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm, this, is, this is why we do the show. Um, so, you specifically, you're, you're into, you're, would you describe yourself as a rope whore? Yeah, I mean, it's been a while because it's hard to find uh, someone you're compatible with that you can trust completely who actually knows what they're doing to be able to do that. But I I love rope. I still have my ropes in the bed of my truck, put it that way. I just have it there just in case I meet that special somebody, you know? Wow. You just <laughs> you always got to have them on you. <laughs> uh, yeah. This seems like a very, like, complicated thing to do. Like, how long does it usually take? Um, it, honestly, it really depends on what, um, pretty much it depends on what's going on. Like if you want to be suspended, it does take several hours. Um, well, not necessarily hours, but depending on what you're doing, how intricate the uh, design will be, so to speak. Um, I mean, if you're just going to do like a simple hog tie, that can be done very quickly. Uh, that can be done within like five minutes. But this is something you have to clear your schedule for if you're doing it the right way well, well yeah i mean there, there's um there's been classes where you can actually learn how to do simple ties and then that's how sometimes people just usually go from you know doing simple ties to being able to do you know suspensions later on you know and they have classes and yeah what's like the coolest design i guess it's called that you've experienced that I have experienced. Yeah, like being? The, yeah, like you were suspended from like I don't know something. I, I don't know. Okay, so um, my experience it was really cool. It was at this um, it was at this um rope group, right? And I was attached to a waist harness, and it was very simple, very basic. It wasn't very intricate, but it was fun. Um, I was suspended, and I was in a in a hip harness. It was like I was sitting in a swing, and if I wanted to, I could flip upside down and be in an upside-down suspension, which was really cool. Um, they didn't want us to do that just in case of blah, blah, blah. I could cause, you know, problems flipping out, but, um, yeah, I could flip upside down if I wanted to, but I was, like, in a swing. It was really cool, and then I got to twist around. So great. where does sex fit into all of this? Um, it Okay, so sometimes it um, it is it fits into it sometimes it is and it just depends on the uh, the rigor and well the top and the bottom pretty much it it involves like what they agree with what they don't agree with so there's some cases where it's just strictly just you know being tied up and then the rigor just enjoying the experience of being able to tie up you know the person or um it could also be experience of being putting um, putting them up into like a certain like suspension and in a way where they can easily access them for sex and possible pain. Interesting. Um, yeah. I just, my question is, you know, when you are with someone and you kind of decide like, okay, uh, the, like the mood strikes, all right, let's do this whole tie me up thing and suspend me from uh, wherever. If it takes a while, do you feel like, like to me, it just feels like the mood could possibly pass during no. that amount of time. 
No, it it it's all in it's all in just the the motions that the that the rigor is doing. I mean, oh my goodness, there's like I have like this um, this rigor crush because you know I'm weird like that. But there's he he just does things so sensually, and like every movement that he does, it just brings the 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 person that he's tying up, you know, closer and closer. To just um, not when say orgasm, but pretty pretty damn close. And then once he gets into there, you know, once he actually start having sex, I mean, he doesn't lose the excitement at all because he he completely enjoys doing it. He's also a sadist, so he also enjoys uh, giving the person pain. But yeah. Hmm. So like rigor, what like what what is is that just like a person that you're having sex with who's using the rope who's doing the tying or is it just like you know it could be just a guy who comes over ties you up and that's it like it's not sexual it's just i need someone to tie me up it like i said it just depends on on it depends between on um between the two people so um if they have an agreement where it's just strictly tying then it's just strictly tying then there's you know uh more closer um, a more closer thing with the rigor where you can actually, you know, bring in the, you know, the sex and stuff like that and the pleasure and all that. It just depends on, it's different between, you know, um, each group. Have you ever had a dangerous or unsafe experience while tied up? Um, not really. I mean, um, I know my body well enough where, um, if I feel like, cause sometimes, you know, when you're tied up, you can feel like um, you can feel if it's discomfort or stuff like that. And if you start like, you know, if just hands start feeling cold or whatever, they let you down. Um, I haven't really had a bad experience. I mean, I was able to tell I was able to tell my rigor that, hey, um, it, I'm starting to feel uncomfortable. Um, and then he's like, OK, then I'll then I'll loosen then I'll loosen this and see if it helps. And if it helps. Then we, and then I can continue with the tie, and if it doesn't help, then I'll then I'll cut you down. That's why um, everybody's required to have uh, a you know a pair of like the medical shears to be able to cut the rope when needed. Oh, so okay. everybody's usually always prepared. It sounds very professional. Yeah, this sounds it's, like you're building a you know this sounds like a whole project. Honestly, it sounds very organized. <laughs> It, it it is, and you know what? I mean, if you guys get um stop talking to me or whatever, you get off of here. Just Google love like Shibari and just look at the beautiful designs these people were able to make. And I mean, it's absolutely breathtaking. And the being in that moment, being what being in that experience is just absolutely amazing. And I loved being part of it. So, what? Who? How'd you get into this? Oh, that's um, it's a long story. Um. It just started with um, just me being with somebody who was a dominant. And I was like, I want to be able to, you know, be able to find people that I'm fr- that I can, you know, be friends with who are in the same stuff that I'm into. It's like, oh, okay, well, you can try this website out. And I tried the website out, which is, a, you know, a community forum for, you know, everybody to get together. Like, um, it's a BDSM kind of forum. Right. And... Um, so they have a section where you're able to just look at, um, you know, pictures that people were to upload. And then I saw this one guy, which is my, you know, my rigor crush. And I saw some of his videos and pictures. I'm like, 
oh my god that's so beautiful i just kept seeing it i'm seeing more pictures and more pictures i'm like i love this i need this i want to do this i got to do this now and then you know i had uh my ex um be able to find um some rope and he tried it he wasn't that into it but it was just it yeah it's just pretty much just looking at the pictures and like oh my god i love it honestly yeah we're looking at them now everyone needs to google this because it's so much more intricate than you think it would be yeah 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 i mean there's basic ones there's basic sizes like the basic wrist the wrist cuffs ankle cuffs um chest harness hip harness then there's like the basic hog tie i can even do it even though i prefer to be the one being tied up i can i can easily tie people up but um with that intricate design it's i i don't want to do that how long are you usually suspended in the air Excuse me? How long are you usually suspended in the air? Um, it's usually, uh, it really depends on the tie, on how it's tied and stuff like that. Like, I did one tie, and it was actually part of a photo shoot, um, where I was tied up as like a little dragonfly stuck in a, stuck in a bright orange spider web. Um, and I was up there for, like, all together. Uh, I was probably stuck up there for about uh, 30 to 45 minutes, depending. And it was like a group of people. There was my rigger, and she was awesome. It's not always guy and girl. It's, you know, girl and girl, whatever. Um, she was awesome. Then I had uh, my ex-daddy, someone different, um, there with me. And then I also had, we also had a mutual friend there who was pretty much there to help support, like, to make sure that I was okay. He would run my arms. It was just. It was an amazing experience. It was a great support system right there. So it was about 30, 45 minutes. You could tell how passionate you are about this. Yeah. I miss <laughs> it. I'm trying to, it's hard to find somebody who, you know, who you're compatible with, who is willing to learn all this stuff too. Uh, I mean, uh, it, I miss it. And uh, yeah. I was going to ask if like you, you know, I mean, I don't know your, status if you're single or whatever if but like dating someone and finding these people and kind of saying like oh i'm into this i imagine that you know a lot of guys would be like what the hell is that and then you kind of have to have that whole conversation so like do you find that it's like you know i mean you kind of answered the question right where you said it's hard to find people so when was the last time this happens like you said that you miss it so how long ago was your last thing well uh last thing what do you mean what last thing like the last time you experienced this Oh, jeez. It was a while, unfortunately. It's probably been uh, a year and a half ago. It breaks my heart just thinking about it because it's been <laughs> so long. But, I mean, I know a lot of people in the community. It's just being able to be social. I'm not a huge social person, so going to all these places where I would rather be at the gym, unfortunately, um, and not be around a bunch of people, but... Yeah, it's been about a year and a half. I am kind of dating somebody, um, but he's 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 a farmer, so he's tired all the time. But he's not turned away by my by, by my you know my rapportishness, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, he's not turned away by it. It's just you know being able to find a time to do it, and it's in order it's for you to in order for you to really be in a long term relationship with this be a requirement for you would you need a partner who can participate in this uh beyond just accepting it do you need someone who can actually do this with you um 
it's not a requirement, but it's a huge plus. But a requirement for the relationship is he's he's got to be on the dominant hand in in the bedroom aspect. I mean, everything else, you know, I can be the dominant, but in bed. It's gotta. It, he's gotta have that at least. But the rope, it's not a requirement, but it's a huge, huge. Please, freaking learn about this crap, type thing. So, you, I mean, you wrote about some other stuff in this email too, like master slave, and you mentioned your ex daddy. So, what is the difference between like a boyfriend and a daddy? So, I mean, a daddy is more. It's not like the. It's not like the creepy way you would think. Like. We're dressing up as a little girl, and, you know, it's not that. Actually, my ex-daddy was just only a few years older than I was. It was more of the the, the unconditional um, love and support that he had. Like, you would kind of have from uh, a loving father figure, so it's not like a daddy. I didn't have daddy issues. It's just, uh, it's just the love and support, like, um, yeah, like, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, it's hard to describe. It was just, it was, it was great while it lasted. Um, yeah, I don't know if that even answered anything. Uh, and the boyfriend, it's just my boyfriend. I don't know. And then really help. And and then what's the master and the slave relationship dynamic? All right. So, um, like everything is different between, um, you know, between a couple because, you know, they have certain, um, they have certain, like, you know, my brain, I'm having a brain fart right now. Um, they, just have, they have many different, they have different um, interests and stuff like that. And so a master and slave is just, um, okay, so you could just imagine a girl uh, just being, giving up her, completely what, uh, giving up herself completely to her owner, her master, and doing whatever he says, knowing that he will never make her do something that she is completely uncomfortable of doing. So it's just, that's what that is. So it's a big trust pretty thing. much giving up control. It's a huge trust thing. Yeah. What can some of those activities be? I imagine maybe it goes beyond just sexual activities. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, the, it's just the basic. Um, I mean, this is a master and slave. There's a slave that it will, you kind of think we're going back into like 1940s now where the woman is, you know, just being told, hey, can you make me my supper? She would make his supper. Hey, can you do this for me? Will you do this for me? Do this for me? Do this for me? Do this for me? And she's not put off by it. She is, she completely accepted. She's like, yes, I will do this for you because she knows that she, making him happy makes her happy and vice versa. Making, he knows that having her do this will make her happy and it makes him happy. It's because not everybody wants to be in control all the time. I know I sure as hell don't want to be in control all the time. It's it's frustrating. So that's just that's what that is. Is it sort of an escape? I mean, you seem like someone yeah. who can easily be in control, or is in control in the sense that you know what you like and you probably get what you want. So is it an escape to be with someone and just kind of give up all that control? Yes, that's it's pretty much it's just to because I'm in control all the time. Um, you know, I I have children and I am and I'm at work and I I do a lot of um, I you know I teach a lot of people and I do all this other stuff at work. You know, I have kids and all that, and it it is good to be able to give up the control because 
if I don't, they, I might go crazy, you know? So I, I like to be able to give up the control and just, you know, sometimes I'll even want to make the decision like, oh, where do you want to eat? I, I don't know. Tell me. Tell me what I want to eat because I don't want to <laughs> make the decision because I'm already dealing with 101 things in my head. Just tell me what I want to eat and I'll, sure. Or like, well, where are we going to go? Um, what do you want me to wear? And it, it's, it's, simple, it's simple things like that. Some women are like, no, make your own decisions. I do make my own decisions, but sometimes I don't want to. Right. Yeah. Is this something you share publicly? Like, do most people that you know know about this? Um, I mean, if it's brought up, it's then I I wouldn't have a problem saying it. But I mean, I don't really go publicly. So, like, hey, what's your name? Yeah, I like to not do this, um, <laughs> and I like to have them tell me to do these things. Yeah, yeah, it's good to know you too. Yeah, bye. <laughs> it's not like that. It's just like if it's brought up in conversation with coworkers or friends, family, whatever. Um, but yeah, there's that. So I want to use this as a chance to kind of describe the BDSM community to obviously us and our listeners. We have a lot of people listening who I think are just, you know, curious, um, Mm -hmm. to know these things. And we've run into BDSM before in some episodes, but we never had a real in-depth conversation. And I'm kind of getting the feeling that maybe, there's some misconceptions about it or we don't quite understand oh, yeah. it as much as we could. So yeah. I guess you be the master. Uh, how do you, <laughs> yeah. How do you describe oh, this community and you know, what, what's like the beginner lesson of BDSM? Um, well, don't judge everybody. Okay. Um, it's, it's not like, like it's not like what you would find on the news where where this guy is like telling this girl to do stuff and then you know like you know kills her and rapes her you know all this stupid crazy shit that you see on TV those people are just completely fucked up and you know they need to be, you know die and but with the BDSM community it's usually within the community there's an understanding that um, that every that everybody is different and they and they accept everybody's differences. And that's what's great about the community is that, you know, they accept everybody else and they're not judging everybody, you know, and it's, and it's great. It's a great feeling to be able to be around people who's not going to, you know, judge you for, you know, wanting to, you know, just to have, uh, to have an owner, to have a dominant, to have a daddy, to have a master, to have a, you know, a so on and so forth. And it's, it's great to know that because, there will be people just like you who um, who want to do the same thing or want to have the same thing. One of the things I think people, you know, will say about BDSM is that, you know, a lot of people are just broken in some way, shape, or form. They, like, they have daddy issues, and that's why they like to be, like, hit or tied up or something like that. Is that a misconception, and is it just like no people are just into other other um, different things, or do you find that people within the BDSM community have gone through some sort of traumatic thing? Well, no, because it I know people who've been who's in the who've been who are in the community who have not had any issues. The only issues that they're going through right now is that somebody found them found out that they're into this and that and they're trying to you know ruin their life i mean that's the only issue that they've had 
Um, but no, it just, it depends on the people. Um, I mean, there's people, there are freaking millions of people out there who aren't in the community or are completely fucked up. Yeah. And I mean, it, it has nothing, it has, um, nothing to do with that. It's just things that they, you know, people have experienced in their life. Um, positive experiences where it's like, Hey, I actually like this. Um, I want to continue this more. I want to be able to learn more about it. Um, it's pretty much with anything. Um, it, it depends on the people. It depends on the um, individual's experience. Um, um, there are studies that uh, pain has um, are can equal to pleasure, depending on well, you know what state you're at. So you know, masochistic, masochists like me, uh, when you're at a certain state, you know you're at a certain state, pain can equal pleasure, like being spanked, um, being flogged, whipped. Uh, tied tightly with coconut fiber rope, so on and so forth. It's it feels good. It seems like there's so many subcategories as well, yeah. where BDSM is just almost too vague. Like there's probably the mm-hmm. assumption that if someone's within the BDSM community, they all do the same things, like the same things. But obviously, that's not the case. Definitely not. I mean, there's people who like to be tied up, but they don't like pain. Um, there are, there's just like so many things. Um, there's, you know, there's people who like, you know, golden showers. I sure as hell don't like that shit, but some people <laughs> like it. Um, there's just, is there's just different uh, subcategories. BDSM is just very, very, very vague, like you said. And then there's just like a whole, it's like a huge community of people who like many different things. It's hard to break down BDSM um, into like it, it's very hard to break it down simply because there's just it's like a it's like a web so to speak. Are there like conventions for this? Yes. Have you gone? Yes. And do what goes on at these uh, conventions? Oh, there's um, they some of the conventions have classes, and some of the classes show you how to actually um, smack somebody properly without actually damaging them. There was there was that one uh, was actually conducted uh, or instructed by a guy who um, uh, works as an EMT, who's an EMT. He's also a dominant, and he actually showed you how to properly smack somebody on the cheek without um, damaging anything around them, and he, and, and it was really cool. Um, then there's classes to teach people how to rope. There's somebody who also does rope tying and he also ties somebody up in friggin' saran wrap, which is awesome. <laughs> um, there's just, uh, many classes for many different things. And then there's just, and then usually, um, there's also vendors where you can get, um, you know, handmade, you know, floggers and paddles. Like I actually have an acquaintance of mine who makes his own paddles. He actually made, um, a, he made this thing where, uh, you know, the, the little, the lazy way to throw a ball for a dog, that huge stick thing. Yeah. I, if you guys are familiar with that, um, he actually attached a cue ball to that, attached it and used it as a study stick. As a what? As a study stick. So you, you kind of hit somebody with it, not hard, but enough where you can maybe feel the pain like a study stick. I've never heard yeah. that term. It's well because you're not in the BDSM community. <laughs> I need to <laughs> brush Yet. up on my vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I imagine you learn I mean, a lot about yourself too in this community. Like, yeah. ha- have you 
just found yourself pushing your own limits and experiencing things you know you never thought you'd experience or be able to handle um yes i i definitely have um there uh there's like one uh there's one moment where uh, i went to actually just go visit somebody who um you know i trust a lot and i was kind of going through a lot of emotional stuff um and um he would no there's no sex involved it was just strictly all tying and some adding some pain and um he pulled he pulled out a very low wattage taser i was i i realized how definitely afraid I am of this just the slight sound of the clicking of a taser I didn't realize I would be that scared and I was able to um, you know get through it and I actually felt it and it wasn't that bad it was just mind over matter but yeah it, it that was that was an experience do safe words actually exist huh safe words exist right yeah oh That's yeah common. definitely because yeah, uh, you, they definitely do. It's not always necessarily always re uh, red or yellow, but there's, you know, it's usually a word that somebody can easily say that um, isn't normally brought up during these moments where um, it'll give the person, give the rigor, the, the dominant, the sadist, whoever, that the, um, gives them the, the idea that, oh, okay, we need to maybe slow down or stop. Right. And that's when they usually do. It's like you say red or potato or, you know, Lenny, whatever. Can we hear whatever some of word. yours? <laughs> if you don't mind. It, <laughs> mine, it's, mine is very basic. It was, uh, was red and yellow. Mine was basic. Yes, basic. Go uh, figure. But, um, you know, other people <laughs> had other weird ones too. So, you know, there was, there was one where it was potato. For the record, I wouldn't describe you in any sense of the word basic. Well, well thanks. <laughs> That's good to know. It's good to know I'm not a basic bitch. Not at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is all very interesting. Uh, I appreciate you being able to open up and tell us about everything. Enthusiastically, might I add. Oh, no, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Would um, you recommend that most people try something within the BDSM community? Or yes. what, how, do, how do people enter that? Or what's, uh, what's a good starting they... point for people? Um... Um, try some better spanking. I mean, don't just do a little uh, tap. You know, get into get into a bit of spanking. Get into a bit of hair pulling. Um, get into a bit of that, and then maybe try basic basic. You know, stuff. I call this this basic. Um, maybe try some nipple clamps. Maybe try some you know genital clamps. Try try an anal plug. Try a chrome anal plug. Try um, <laughs> just that kind of stuff. I mean, try that kind of stuff first and then see if you guys like it. And then, you know, see, you know, what you like. Try different materials, too, because I didn't realize how much I love the smell of jute rope until I got into, you know, into that. And I'm like, I am obsessed with the smell of jute and hemp rope. Mainly hemp, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got I have no idea that there was like this many types of rope. I'm just completely like oblivious to this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you uh for for talking with us. We really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. No problem. Have a good day. Thank you too. Bye. Bye.
Well, uh, now we got the whole, the inside scoop <laughs> on the BDSM community. Yeah, so she was well-versed. Yeah, very well-spoken, spo- very enthusiastic. She sounds like she misses it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> a couple of times where we've mentioned, we ask her a question, she's like, <sighs> like she's like, fuck, you know? She's got to make a comeback in the rope world. Oh yeah, those she's pictures were crazy though. It's no, like, yeah, if you it's, it's if like you an look art up, form. What did I type in? Sh- Shibari. Yeah, I think so. I think Shibari. If you go to uh, Google, and you just type in uh, rope Shibari, I spelled it. I don't know if this is correct. It's uh, fairly safe for work too. Probably better than typing in rope whore. Yeah, I typed in rope whore. Didn't get anything. So, oh wow. Yeah, I don't know if that's like a term that. Uh, she coined <laughs> or if that's a a common term but uh the art here is shibari s h i b a r i and it, some of them are kind of wild dude like i don't even know how it's possible like they have uh these women hanging from ro- but like how do you start you know what i mean you just do one around the waist and kind of hang them up there. Like, doesn't that hurt? I guess that's. I what guess the I mean. That, I mean, pain. I guess is, you know, a part of this, um, this art form or whatever you would describe it as. But yeah, like full spider webs, like full, designs. Yeah, it's really you it's know. Cool. This is wild. A lot of stuff. Oh, we're looking at a lot. I'm distracted. <laughs> that's why I'm looking at a lot of stuff right now. If you type in Shibari, you check it out. Um, it is kind of like interesting. You know what it reminds me of? You ever like when you were a kid, take like a piece of yarn or whatever, and then put them on your fingers. Oh, what was that called? Like cat's cradle? Or yeah, something? where yeah. you would like you would like intersect and create these little yeah. things. I was like obsessed with that when I was younger. <laughs> so I guess it's kind of like an adult version of that. <laughs> where it's like now you just you know much more complicated. I'm sure more intricate, thicker, way thicker rope. <laughs> By the way, didn't know there was that many ropes. Yeah. So now I now I got to do my rope homework. We've but had a few sexually enlightening conversations on the show, and the people are always so enthusiastic. Yeah. And which I mean, it makes sense when you think about it, because if you allow yourself to be open to this, like obviously, if you're into it now, as much as she is, and other people that we've spoken to, you have. There was a want at first, and you made the conscious decision to be like fuck it i'm doing it yeah there's i feel like there's so many desires that we suppress all day 100 and to just follow that there's there's like a whole another world of pleasures and experimentation yeah out and there once you do it i think it's easier to be open to everything else too you feel like you know i like now that i've done it once i could do it again like oh i'm not i'm not opposed to anything really until I've tried it, I guess, you know? Yeah, and then you just keep trying and experimenting and... Yeah, and you're just super, like, honest with yourself. You're like, all right, well... I know, we have these conversations, and then I feel like, like, what do I know about myself? Like, nothing. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> Greg's having a mental breakdown in three, two... All right! Um, but yeah, that was an awesome episode. I like that. Would you ever talk about our own show? That was really good. <laughs> We're very humble. Over Five here. stars on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Would you ever try anything outside of your comfort zone um, like this? 
I gotta be honest. So like if if I was with a girl and she told me that she was into this and she wanted to be tied up, my first reaction would kind of be, I guess in my head, like I would make a joke about it just because that's, you know, what I do. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm like, all right, what the fuck? You know? But, uh, honestly, I think I would try, you know, I don't know if I would be into like sex at this point. Where it's like we've created this rope tree that you're hanging from. Not even in our rope. living room. I mean, there's no way you're skilled enough for that. No, I know that. Like, you know what I mean? I, I know I'm not. I can't do that. Like, I would have to take classes. I would have to like become a pirate and shit. <laughs> like, I'm assuming they can. Boy Scout first. Yeah, I gotta like be an Eagle Scout and shit. But yeah, I I don't know. I I would be open to it. I would try it. I don't think I could like have sex with a suspended woman in the no, middle of the living room. No, or what about just someone trying to push you further to inflict? like a certain level of pain on them that maybe you haven't I think I would before. I think I would I think I think n- I am more on the dominant side so I'm not like I'm not very submissive I don't I wouldn't describe myself as that so I would be open to that I don't think I would be open to any submissive submissive stuff at all like, like being done me. to you yeah like nothing yeah. done to me like I'll do stuff to you you know, kind of in that dominant position, but I don't know if I would, I mean, it really depends because at the same time, like, I don't know how much of like, I don't know. I've never gone there. So I don't know how far I could, I could be like, yeah, I'll tie you up. I'll fucking, you know, whatever, but I'm not going to like punch you in the lip (laughs) and give you, you know, I'm not going to like do that. Not that I'm I'm not saying anyone does that, but I mean, who knows? People could be like, yeah, I like getting fucking punched in the face. Yeah, I'm sure that exists. Yeah, I'm sure it does. You know, people like they, you know, take it there. But I don't know if I could punch someone in the mouth that I care about. (laughs) Like, you know. (laughs) But so the other way around, you said no. Like, if you if you were with a girl who wanted to, yeah, I I would like test your pain threshold or I don't know, like levels of like teasing and holding out and like all that. uh, It would it would really depend, you know, because like I said, I'm. I think naturally not that submissive in any aspect, but specifically here, like, I don't know if I would be into that. I'd like to be the one in control and like kind of calling the shots, I guess you could say. All right. We're diving deep into my, uh, this is is what Greg does. I'm telling you, this is what Greg does. This is why the show works because Greg knows how to ask questions and get in and just get information and then run away with it. He knows how to do it. And I don't know how this turned into a therapy session here, but now we're talking about What desires are you really suppressing? I just start crying right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. Let's wrap this up. Um, Let's tie it up. Let's tie this episode up and hang it from the fucking ceiling. All right. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Joe Sanigato or go to OP. If you have a story or anything that you want to, you know, tell us about, go to OPLshow.com slash contact or just go to OPLshow.com and hit, you know, there's a contact form. Click on that. Send us an email. Let us know your thing. If you have a story, a cool story, story, funny story, uh, one of, you know, something like this, a fetish or something you're into that you think is interesting. People, not a lot of people know about let us know because if it works for the show, we're going to reach out to you. We read all the emails. We'll reach out to you, try to set something up, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, and tweet it at us also at for OPL sure. Show. Uh, and you can find me at Greg Dybeck. 
and leave a review if you haven't on iTunes because that's a really cool thing to do. Oh yeah, that helps us a long way. When people leave reviews and stuff, then we climb up the charts on iTunes, and then you know it's just more exposure for the sh- more exposure for the show. Um, but yeah, that is all. Thanks for listening.